welcome to Dental Tech Chat. I'm your host, Allie, and I am so thrilled to have Dr. Pamela Ragulato-Munez here on the podcast today. I am so happy to have you, and I'd like to introduce you to my audience. You bring such a wonderful knowledge and positive influence to the dental community. If my audience doesn't already know you, Dr. Pam, they need to. <laughs> you bring so much to this community as a wife, business owner, board-certified prosthodontics based in Salem, Massachusetts, and Dr. Pam owns her own private practice, Salem Dental Arts. She is also the chief editor of the Dentistry IQ and the editor-director of Dental Academy of CE. I am so thankful to have met you, and I am so excited to talk all things tech and technology with you today. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm glad to have met you, and I'm really excited to be here. Thank you again. It's been so fun to see all of your amazing things you're doing with the Dentistry IQ and within your practice and the remodeling you've been doing. So way to go you and getting some things done this year, go work, making 2020 work, right? Get, getting through that and now we're into 2021 and new goals are set. <laughs> That's right. It was like a Tim Gunn make it work moment. And so now yes. we get to regroup and kind of move on, which is nice. And I'm so glad because, you know, it is time to, you know, kind of get our boots back into gear and hit the ground running. So I'm so happy to see the community coming together so strong. So, so wonderful. So I wanted to ask you a very interesting question. And I get to see all of your amazing work that you get to do and everything you do with this community. And I wanted to hear your why, you know, kind of give us a little dip into, you know, what you like to give to this community as your influence, as you do so well in helping this community and being a leader for sure. That's so interesting. Um my why. I wish I had like a, a good, this canned answer for you and I don't. Um, I would say part of it is that maybe it's because I'm a middle child and I just want to work really hard and get noticed, which I don't think that's really what it's about. I think it's more, um, I'm kind of a perfectionist. I'm kind of hard on myself. You know, I was a hockey goalie, for example, that every mistake you made showed up on the scoreboard. Yeah. And so, you know, trying to bring as you know your best game every single time you're here right. and um i love I, I kind of love what i i love what i do with my patients so there's that mm -hmm. and i obviously work you know strive for excellence every single time i place my hands in their mouth but i also love the camaraderie with other dental professionals and having been a dental hygienist and now a prosthodontist i feel like i have a lot of dental friends and i have hygienists that want to know a little bit more about the dental end. Also, I've got dentists that really think, gosh, I really want more education on maintenance. And so I really love kind of mixing my worlds. And so I guess why is because I can, you know, because I, you know, it's, I've been fortunate to be offered opportunities like chief editor of dentistryiq.com. And, you know, um, you know, those, when these things come up, I think that, you know, you have a, it's exciting, but there's a responsibility with it. And there's also some fun to be had. And I just, I love that mix. I connect with you so much on those points. I'm so glad you say like, you know, you brought a really great metaphor to like the hockey player, you see your score, like, you know, when like you're giving your best effort and it makes you feel good. And you're why to hear that, you know, you are such a perfectionist and that you're hard on yourself, I think is really a goal that I think a lot of dentists actually guys put like that pressure on yourselves to also give the best care. So with this industry, I think the patients and anyone really in medical to give yourself to, you know, make sure someone's health is really well, so they feel happy. It's gotta be such a rewarding feeling, which of course then you wanna be hard on yourself. So you're giving your excellence, like you said, you wanna make sure that they feel comfortable and like feel well working and coming to you and feeling comfortable. So it's been really awesome to see all of your connections and how that's all rolled out for you. So I'm really glad that that's your why. And I see it through all of your work. You work very hard. 
Yeah, it never seems to stop. But I, it, no. to be honest with you, um, it's diverse, so it keeps me mm -hmm. interested. And I love it. I love my staff. I love the people I work with every day. And I love my patients. And I feel like I finally have a team around me that value the same things that I do. And it's just really cool to see the reaction of my patients. And I, I want them to know that when they're here, they're getting the best care that we could possibly give. And, you know, I just, I, I love to be able to do that. And I'm happy to hear that because, you know, a lot of dentists, and I think that's a, that's a true statement, you know, you love what you do and then, you know, you go above and beyond and making sure that you take care of them best you can. So those are all really great nuggets of little gems in here telling us how people get to connect and make these relationships and friendships and learn from one another really in this community too. So that's really going into connecting everything all together in your why. So thank you for sharing with us your story a little there. So that's really awesome to hear. So I really want to know too, um, what's one thing you kind of wish you knew before you maybe begun this career in dentistry? Like, was there any advice you could give anyone coming into dentistry? Oh my gosh, there's so yeah. much. Um, I guess what one thing you have to learn, and I think it's a learned thing a little bit that I love what I do. I love coming to the office. I love the people I spend my day with. So I come to work pretty happy. But one thing I probably didn't fully acknowledge when I was embarking on dental school was that every single patient, every single day, for the most part, we're kind of the pit of their day. And so you have to kind of learn how to work that balance that, you know, even on your, you know, your patients, your patients you love and whatever, they really probably would prefer to see you, I don't know, in the supermarket or something right. like that, <laughs> to in the chair, getting a needle in their mouth and you pursuing care on them. So I think that's one thing is that you have to kind of learn that you need to make, you know, the best of it. You know, you have to make a situation that they may or may not be looking forward to and make it comfortable and palatable mm -hmm. and a little bit fun and tolerable. Um, I never really thought that you have to create skills to do that. Um, the other thing, and you know, it's funny, I think that it, here I am, uh, I'm turning 45 this year and I think, gosh, if no I way. told myself no, that, look how oh, amazing. not to make up, but thank you. <laughs> no, no, no way. Even without your pictures, without you look amazing. I could, I would never have guessed. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Yes, but you're I, welcome. I think about what I would tell my old self, like when I was in dental hygiene school over 20 mm -hmm. years ago. And I think, my gosh, I probably wouldn't have listened anyway. Like focus on ergonomics, go get, you know, do yoga take care of yourself. I mean, mm -hmm. things like that, that I'm now kind of prioritizing, I really didn't because, you know, you can bend and be in a weird contortion to get the distal of that molar when you're younger. But when you're older, right. that, that stuff starts to hurt. Oh and yeah, so, all the bending. Oh yeah, the bend, your neck, your, the yep. whole thing. And I all think, day, this. Exactly. Oh. And I think, goodness, you know, take care of yourself, you know, and, um, it's, it's a, it's a privilege to do what we do. And I think that it's, you know, it's important to recognize that and really kind of maintain that and kind of put that privilege on a pedestal because even your worst patient on your worst day, it's an honor to be able to work on them. And I feel like I really try to remember that every time I work on them that, you know, they're putting their health in your hands, their dental health. And I think that there's something really profound about that. Yeah. And like you're saying, you know, you want them to feel comfortable and like lift the fear, you know, like you said, it's like kind of for them, it's the pit of their day, but for you, it's like, you know, you've worked so hard so we can give them an exceptional care so they can feel okay to come to your practice. 
And I'm really, I'm glad you shed light on that. Cause like you said, it's not something you learn in school. You know, you get into this business and you know, you're not really sure like, okay, well, how do I make them comfortable? And I think that's a big, big pivot that I think a lot of dentists, even now with getting out of COVID, that's gotta be something that's getting even more learned, build the relationship, make, understand, make it feel cozy, give them experiences that makes them want to come back, you know? So that was really, I think that's, you couldn't have touched on a better subject that really no one, it just isn't talked about, you know, it's not something you just, you just pick up. You have to learn that skill of how do I make them not feel scared coming to the dental practice? You know, another thing about that, which is interesting, is to be yourself. You know, yeah. I feel like when I bought my practice, I was like the least comfortable that in any other practice I've ever worked in, because any other practice I've ever worked in, I was just me. And I, you know, and yeah. you your practice and you, you know, you get to know everybody and everything's great. And then I buy my practice and I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm the owner. So this is like, mm -hmm. it's some weight on you. I need to feel different. I need to be different. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me a few years to feel like, you know what, if I feel like cracking a joke, I'm going to crack one. If yes. I want to, you know, if I want to, if I need to throw some sharp snark at my patient, I will, you know, depending obviously within reason. But I think yeah. that sometimes, you know, when you're yourself and you're your genuine self, instead of trying to like be something that you think your patients want you to be, mm -hmm. um, when I bought my practice, um, the owner had it since 1982. And so I think wow. they were expecting me to be like her or me to do things the way she did. And I struggled with that because I wanted to bring in new technology and new ideas. And I wanted to do things the way I learned them. I didn't want to have to learn the copper band impressions and stuff that you know people don't even think about anymore. I didn't want to have to learn that to be like her, yet patients had this expectation that if she sold her practice to me, I have to have some elements that are like her. And we really are, probably have some similarities, but we're quite different. And so right. that was something that was just kind of uncomfortable for a while. And then finally, um, I'd say almost this whole year, I, for, I can tell you, it took a pandemic for me to finally see things a little bit more clearly. Yes. I just felt like, you know what? It is what it is. I want the team that's going to support me that's going to do things the way I want to do them. I want to bring in technologies that's going mm -hmm. to make me happy and me provide better care. And if they ask a question, I can explain to them why this is intentional and I'm just going to own it. And I can tell you that it's liberating. It, it oh, just yeah. it feels so good. And it's amazing the response from your patients. So if you are in a situation where you're kind of having internal conflicts with that, just be yourself. And the best part is you'll attract patients that like you and it makes you more comfortable. And it's yeah. just a beautiful full circle situation, which is just great. Yeah, that's definitely the, the key aspect too, you know, to be yourself. And it's, it kind of gets lost because, you know, you, like you said, you feel like I'm the owner, professionalism. I want to be a certain way for my team and, or I need to follow in someone's footsteps that I thought, you know, looked up to. And then you want to kind of like take on their traits when really at the end of the day, your best self is being your authentic self. You literally, it's a map to success is to just be you. It's, it's hard as it sounds like everyone's like, oh, how do you be successful? Be you. Be authentically you and it will lead your way, even though it feels uncomfortable because you're like, well, are people going to like me? So that's why we change ourselves to shape this into this mold that people ex have this expectation of. But the expectation should be to let go and just be okay to be who we are. Because there's constantly like you feel pressures from, you know, all around. How, how does people need to perceive me, right? 
So well, it was interesting, at least in my practice, because yes. my staff that I had had knew these patients for, in some instances, decades. And so I sort of was like, well, I'm the new person. So I'll let you guys kind of have that relationship, but mm -hmm. I'll be pleasant and I'll come in and I'll do my dentistry and I'll get to know you, you know, whatever. But then all of a sudden I became the person that everybody's known the longest. And oh, so see? it's just a different feeling. And I'm like, yeah, I know you. I could point you out in the supermarket. I could say, hi, I know your kids, but do I know you? No. Oh. And I feel like now it's my time to create that relationship, even though, you know, more surfacely, I had done that for the past six and a half years. And so right. now I feel like my relationships with my patients are just so much more fulfilling and I appreciate them more. And I think they appreciate me more. And oh, absolutely. It makes coming to work so much more enjoyable. Yeah. If you know you're coming to work and you have a better, like, you know, it's like talking to a friend at that point, you know, you kind of get to like have these relationships and it's just more comfortable. It doesn't always feel like a stranger when you start getting, especially the, you know, your patients who come back again and again, you know, the regular cleanings like they should be and getting to stop in and see your practice when you're making changes and building with your staff and having these really great relationships makes work more enjoyable. You know, if you put the work into a relationship, you'll enjoy your work. And so, there's a trust there. Great tip. And I think that that's something that was interesting was during the pandemic and obviously we were closed oh, for a period of time. And as we reopened, we weren't even sure if people were going to come back in. And we and what was very interesting was that we heard over and over again that they trust us and that they know this office is clean and they yep. know that I prioritize infection control. And so they feel most comfortable here than any other public space. And so yes. that just meant a lot to me. And I think, gosh, that's it's again, an honor that they show you guys so too well. in your practice. Thank you. It, yes, it takes a lot, you know, it takes a lot of training and then you need to implement all these new tools, you know, the air circulation, the PPE, you know, update training for your staff. So like, it's not just your standard cleaning, but your dentistry has always been about being very cleanly. You guys were already are always on top of this, wearing masks, having gloves, but now it's just this ex extra extent. Well, now, even like you're saying, of course, they should feel the most comfortable at a you know, dental practice because it is going to be probably the most cleanly place you will ever go to. Like anywhere that's anything with medical or dental, you should feel you're very, feel safe because Absolutely. you guys do take those and prioritize cleanliness. So that is really awesome to hear that the trust is built there. Yeah. And I love that. I'm happy to hear that too. Cause you know, like I already knew like dentistry is like on top of it, but now it's like an extra level of like protection. And now it's like, no matter what, I think this is only going to hold true to be more beneficial for everybody's sake, you know, not only for the patient, but for your practice, you know, it's gonna be nice to have all these regulations. Yes. It's a little difficult with how major it was a, such a switch, but you guys were already on top of it. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We just need to make a few tweaks and, you know, yes. And do some things, but for the most part, Cat not down. that much has changed. And so that's right. a really good, uh, you know, thankfully that's good. If we had to overhaul the whole place, I don't even know what oh, happened. Oh man, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I'm so glad to hear how everything has been working out in the practice and I'm glad to be seeing you guys running strong again and having patients in the office. So absolutely. This is going to bring me into our tech talk. So I really would like to jump in and hear about some of your tips and advice for our listeners. So my first question I'd like to ask is our diamond in the rough. So this can be any product that you bought into and you weren't sure was going to be an advantage, but it turned around and it's been a big advantage for your practice. Well, I think the heart of any practice is the dental hygiene practice, because mm -hmm. obviously that provides our bread and butter dentistry. That's where we find new restorations that we need to place. And so 
I think spending some time making sure your dental hygiene office, you know, your hygiene department is where it needs to be is really beneficial to even the restorative practice. Now, one thing I brought in, and I brought it in during the pandemic, figuring this would allow my hygienist to touch fewer things. I brought in VoiceWorks from Florida Probe. It's okay. just a voice activated perio charting system. I didn't give it any real attention other than it's great. No, the assistant doesn't have to come in and enter numbers or the hygienist doesn't have to probe and touch, probe and touch. Mm -hmm. That was my one objective by bringing this in. I can't tell you what this has done for my practice. Patients are so much more engaged in perio charting. They want to know what these numbers mean. The hygienist sort of explains what mm -hmm. is happening before she does it. And so they're listening the entire time. And so then right after the probing is done, yeah. she then will explain to them and they'll say, oh yeah, yeah, it did hurt a little bit more over here. Mm -hmm. And now she's having a more fruitful discussion about scaling and root planing and yes. perio protect and all of the mm -hmm. different adjunct things that we can do to keep people healthy. Before it was not, I, I can't even tell you. Just oh, I cannot you, imagine. That's how much time and even how amazing the education piece is there to understand. That's amazing. Yes. Yesterday, she just scaled and replaned this guy that we've been recommending scaling for <laughs> since I bought my practice. And oh, wow. I, I mean, it's just like the engagement of people who otherwise just have been like, yeah, 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 I'll floss mm -hmm. more or I'll water pick or I'll whatever. I just can't tell you what a conversation piece this oh, has yeah. become and how this has just brought so much more hygiene production, office production, it's efficient, it's easy, it's high tech. So it has all of these features that are really a win-win for a practice. And mm -hmm. all I was hoping for was that my hygienist <laughs> wouldn't have to touch a mouse. So definitely something to check out. And could you also really quickly just rename the um, tool name so I can have that in our link in our bio for our listeners so they can check out? Absolutely. It's called VoiceWorks from Florida Voice Awesome. Yeah. And I've heard so many great things about this. Like also from, um, I'm not sure if you've heard, uh, you've probably heard of the podcast, um, Two Dental Hygienist. Michelle, she's been using this probing thing as well. And she has been saying how much time it is shaved and how interesting it is to just be able to talk. And it's just already recording your voice for you. And you can just play that back and keep it as a saved log, right? It's insane. That is it's insane. It's, yeah, it's it. If you have an accent, it will learn your accent and will accommodate. Oh my that. goodness! It's. I mean, it also has a perio risk assessment. Girl, you guys. I mean, you name yes. it, it's got it. So it's really um, pretty sweet technology. It's very reasonably priced, and to be completely frank, it pays for itself like in a heartbeat. There you go. There we have it. You guys definitely want to check out this this machine. It's going to be saving you time and money, and it definitely has that turnaround. So I'm really glad to hear that. That definitely sounds like a big bang, and you know, diamond in the rough. There you have it. Awesome. So this is going to bring me to number two, which is my favorite question. It's going to be our no risk, no reward. So this is um, what was a big investment of time and money and technology for you that was a big payoff? Oh gosh, there's a few actually. Um, well, please, I'd say anything that... you'd love to share with our listeners. It's helpful for them. So I would say, um, so if we were give, doing this two months from now, I'll probably be talking more about intraoral scanning, but it's yes. too early for me to have that conversation. We'll, we'll bring you back on. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it and yeah. how it's been working when you start using it more, implementing that. That'd be wonderful. Oh, certainly. Um, so I'd say two things. One, again, in the dental hygiene room, guided biofilm mm -hmm. therapy. I invested in the um, 
the, uh, oh my goodness, Airflow Prophylaxis Master from EMS Dental and the Piazon okay. system. Yes. And it's just a whole different approach to how dental hygiene is done. Um, I've always, even back when I was a hygienist, you would assess, you'd scale, you'd yes. call it, you'd call yep. in the doctor and you'd do the same thing the next hour. All day. All day. Yep. And <laughs> we actually flipped the hygiene appointment a little bit and it actually really uh, complements the Florida probe very nicely is that you do your assessment, but then after, basically after the hygienist has done her assessment and yeah. obviously voice works really helps with that, all of your dental hygiene diagnoses are done, your hygiene recommendations are done, home care, scaling and replaning, et cetera, done. Now the patient can just chill. Now it's mm -hmm. time to air polish. And we air polish first so that we can break up the biofilm, remove all of the biofilm. We disclose yep. the patient first. That's an education moment. Then you come back in, you remove all of the biofilm from all teeth, restorative surfaces, mm -hmm. implants, et cetera. And then you go in with this really skinny piezon. It feels and looks like a, a perio probe. You go in and sort of explore, you bump into okay. a calculus, you hit your cordless foot pedal and you yep. turn it on and it pops the calculus off. If the oh calculus is tenacious, it actually has, and I didn't make it, so I don't know the details of it, but it's got this smart oh, yeah. technology to realize if this is a tenacious piece or if it's just like your light fluffy piece that just kind of flicks off. It flicks off, it yeah. Actually can turn Detect it a higher frequency. Oh my so gosh, just to get that scraped out. Yeah, so basically, I think if you put a little bit more pressure on the side, it will adapt to that knowing that you have a little bit more work to do there. That, and is, so that really, is a crazy technology piece of that aspect. It's like how our toothbrush knows when you put too much pressure, like that oh, thing knows exactly. when, yeah, that's so amazing. Like that has got to be such an advantage piece to having that equipment for sure, hands down. I can't even tell you. I would you have never guessed that. that. That's very great. Hygienist, and, listen, listen, this yeah, is great. No, it's, it's incredible. It also has a, a water warmer in there. So oh, that's great for the patient. You're not shocking your patient with freezing cold water, freezing cold air polishing. It's all mm -hmm. comfortable. And I can't even tell you that you feel like nothing was done. It's that comfortable. And so you have that apart awesome. of that appointment. And then, then I come in and then I do my restorative exam. And so the patients are then focused on their teeth and the structure of their teeth and their restorations. And I'm finding that when the appointment has been structured that way, and it's really by following guided biofilm therapy, yes. it's been such a benefit for the patients to understand their perio needs, accept those, understand the restorative needs, accept those. And it's been, I can't even tell you, again, my, my why. I just want to do the best job for my patients. Like, you know, and so I brought this- oh, connects with the tools. This does the best job. But I yes. can't tell you the reward that it has brought me. And it's really, it's been remarkable. So it was worth that risk for you. Look at that. And there's your reward. So that's how technology can work as long as you definitely, and like, would you say this was hard to implement in your practice? Like if you could give some advice on that, like how long have you been using it? And like, has the implementation of this, like to train the hygienist, like, was that a very hard learning curve? Or like, I just wanted to hear your advice on that. There's a learning curve. So yes. There's a training that, that we had a basically a day and a half training. Um, okay. Debbie Zephyropoulos, uh, Debbie Z, if you know her, she's amazing. She came to our office. She spent some time teaching us about the background of it. And then she taught us um, how to use it clinically. Now, she had me get a quail egg and a tomato. And oh, basically, wow. yeah. So you learn how to use everything on a quail egg and a tomato. And if you cut through the tomato skin, you're being too aggressive. 
apparently, who knew, quail eggs are very easy to break. Um, if you break the quail egg, then you know also that you're using too much pressure. This is like no hand pressure whatsoever. And so one thing that was really kind of neat was my hygienist felt challenged. And I'm not going to lie, they were like a teeny bit frustrated as they were learning. But I was like, I just was going to sit back and let it happen because I knew that they, they were going to grow from this. And I can't tell you, they love it. There's no turning back. They're so happy. If, if I took it away for whatever reason, they'd probably be like, well, I can't work now because there's no turning back. Yeah. I feel like with so many pieces of equipment, like, you know, that's how it is. Sometimes you get that attachment and it also makes that workflow process so much easier on the team. And it keeps, you know, also, like you said, that these components that make this patient experience even easier and more comfortable. So to implement that, that's, that's so amazing to hear how beneficial it's been. And thanks for sharing with us how the implementation went. Cause like with any technology, you got to do a little bit of research and there's always a learning curve. So you got to understand a workflow to any new piece of technology being implemented. My um, third question of our flop. So this is something that you bought, but was unfortunately a kind of a waste of your time and money. So if you have anything in particular that might, might've been your flop in the practice or learning that just was like, eh. Yeah, the flop. Well, okay. And I learned from it. So I will, I will teach you what I learned and hopefully this will help you. So we decided to bring in Facebook marketing. So mm -hmm. I hired this person who tells me that they can bring in all of these leads and bring in, um, you know, ortho patients and whatever, all of these yeah. patients. And I spent a ton of money with him. And not, not only did I do that, I'd see the Facebook ad. It wasn't like really representative of oh. what this office is about. And not only that, the way things, I don't know if it was just the way things were conveyed or the way the message got to people. All of a sudden I'd see this thread about dentists are so greedy, like this whole oh, thing. No. And I was like, okay, this oh, is not, no. yeah. No. I'm like, this is not at all the message I want to send to people. I mean, gosh, if anybody knows me, all they, like, all I want to do is help people. And I was like, oh, the kindness. Help. Yes. And like <laughs> much to my own, like disbenefit or whatever, if that's oh. even, a word. it's like, no. Yes. So I was like, okay, this is just not working. And I was thinking, okay. And I did this for a few months and I was, I, I learned that that was just, I should have just taken the money and just like put mm -hmm. it in my pocket or just given it out to like people who need it. I mean, it was just Charity. huge, huge just colossal oh. waste. But I realized that um, there's a more appropriate approach you should take if you're going to hire a marketer, um, mm -hmm. especially one who's going to help with social media marketing. Um, number one, you need to have a relationship with them. They need to understand your vision. And you have they basically their approach and your approach have to mm -hmm. coincide. If right. you know, if you're a fee-for-service practice and they're saying, okay, we're gonna give away this, 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 and discount everything, well, then you're going to invite practice uh, patients patients to your practice that probably don't really want to be there. You know, um, so I think that it's really important to make sure that you're aligned with that person, that the message that you're going to convey is in fact the message that you live every day in your practice and sort of go from there. So I was burned, I wasn't murdered. Oh, so sorry. So I, 
But it's okay. No. I mean, learn from it. I'm actually probably going to um, embark on a new little social media marketing journey. So we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, and I, to be honest with you, it's not an easy I, game. It's, it's not very, it's very crazy. I help here at Sodium and I'll tell you, it's a lot, a lot of learning. It's, you know, trial and error. And sometimes it costs to have the errors happen. And it's so sad to see that happen to so many dentists because, you know, people do market themselves like, oh, I'll be able to get this amount of people for you. And like you said, if they're not correlating with your values and your mission, and you don't have a good repertoire relationship with your social media manager or your marketer, things can go south quickly if it's not on the same page. I, I wonder if he even sent you approval list. I wish that person, I hope that person did. Well, you know, it was one of those things where I'm busy. I've got like, oh, I and I'm sort yep. of, I yeah, said, going let, on. let's bring it in. Let's see what happens. I mean, whatever. And I sort of was like, okay, you're the expert. I mean, I have Facebook, I have Instagram. I have my daughter's oh, yeah. Instagram. Like I do these things, but I don't make anything from any of it. So, um, you know, if you have a better approach, I'm going to leave. Like my, my social media life is in your hands. And I was like, I understand oh. that. Yep. And, um, and I thought that I'll just leave it to the expert. So he knows better than me. If my, you know, my biases don't really align with his algorithm, well then maybe I'm wrong. So I kind of just let him go with it. And by all means, great person probably, um, you know, does really well for certain practices in different geographic niches. Yeah but was a huge, enormous, colossal flop for me. And so, oh, I'm so it, sorry. you know what, with anything, mm -hmm. you, learn, you exactly. know, so, you know, we failure just, comes growth. Exactly. And so we're, we you know, we're regrouping and we're going to obviously stay in the social media game and we're going to continue um, to, you know, pick Good up some ads guys. and generate oh, yeah. leads, but we're going to do it a little bit differently and definitely more intentionally and more thoughtfully. So there was, that was probably, yeah, that was a good size flop. Well, yeah, I'm unfortunately not very happy to hear, but you know, we all, like you said, we have to learn from those mistakes sometimes. And like you said, it's not always intentional. It just it ended up just happening. Like you said, things pile up and you kind of like, when, especially you go into social media, you guys have enough on your plate. You know, you're trying to do dentistry. You have your hands in your patient's mouth. You don't have time to be making these content posts. So like, it's so hard to be in this game because nowadays it's almost like you almost need that social media or that marketer to kind of give you a hand because you have enough going on. So I completely get where you were like, I want to still stay in this game. So I'm happy to hear that, you know, now you're taking a different approach and I really want the best for you. I hope that works out because it is, it is a lot of work. So I don't blame you for getting a helping hand. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's a part-time job. <laughs> yes, it, it is. Yeah. I'm always like every day learning something new about it. So it's been interesting. I don't know if you've heard about that app clubhouse, but, um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Why not? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm not in because you have to be invited. But like, I'm like, I've had a couple people reach out to me to be like, would you want to like, you know, join? And I'm just like, I don't know. So that's something too. Like, I feel like there's a lot of great talks about social media on there. So I'm like, do I want to get on there? I'm already doing enough socials. Exactly. Yeah. We're and as dentists, you guys have enough to do. <laughs> yes. So I'm just yeah. like, eh, we'll see. But yeah. I also just wanted to say thank you so much, Dr. Pam, for being on here. And before you jump off, I would love for you to um, share with our listeners where they can connect with you and kind of meet with you online or, you know, they can check you out your office if they're in the area. Sure. Well, my office is Salem Dental Arts. And so we have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. If you want to connect with me personally, Dr. Pamela underscore Miragliano. 
on Instagram. That's probably the best way. I feel like all my messages stay in one place. So I don't yes. lose email and that kind of thing. So definitely please hit me up on Instagram and I promise I will respond to your message. Thank you so much for being on here today. It was so fun talking tech with you and getting your advice on learning the things you've been implementing in your practice and what's worked for you. So thank you again, Dr. Pam. Thank so much. You. Thank you, Allie. Make sure you guys check her out. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for watching the Dental Tech Chat podcast and for supporting Sodium Dental's YouTube channel. If you like our show and want to learn more about us, check out our website and please subscribe here on YouTube or on any of your podcasting platforms. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. And if you guys have any questions, always feel free to reach out to us on our website or email.